There we go. Here we go. Back again. Stickability. What is it? Here's the fact. Most of us quit when we're three feet from gold. I had so many other things I wanted to say there, and then I just kind of figured I just shut her down. Ryan, what up? What do you think of when you hear the word stickability? <laughs> I thought this was this was a, a funny word. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't. I started thinking about stickers. I started thinking about tape. I started yep. thinking about. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, but I guess maybe that's what it kind of does. But this, I thought this. I didn't even know this was a word. So I thought maybe this was like graphic canality, ballady, geographic canality. No. So yeah. here's the thing. I didn't know it was a word either. So Greg Reed, who um, him and Sharon Lecter wrote Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, wrote it. They annotated it and put it out online. Mm -hmm. So they work with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And Greg Reed wrote a book called Stickability. And what he talks about in the book is that ability for us, right? Like we, we and, and the, I wanted to kind of direct this more towards um, salespeople and what they're doing today. And it, it comes down to how do you know if something's working or not, right? Like when it comes to your business, when it comes to your sales, when it comes to everything and sticking through the challenges for the bigger picture, right? Mm -hmm. and, and in essence, that's what stickability is. And, and if you haven't read Think and Grow Rich, there's so many stories in it about stickability. So Greg Reed kind of expanded on that. And it's a word where... I mean, A, you know me with it when it comes to words. I really like the word. I think it's a pretty cool <laughs> word. Yeah. Um, but more importantly for me, um, <clears throat> you know, after a lot of reflection and stuff this weekend, I realized that that stickability in our life for every part of our life mm -hmm. is such a key foundation to build. And I, I truly believe, Ryan, we need to build the life that we want. Right. I, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. And the stickability towards it is things like when you have this idea and it seems really cool and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then like a couple of weeks later, it kind of fades off or you hit this road bump. So it goes to mm -hmm. the sidelines and comes back. And it's like, it's like, what are you doing to stick with your life and the big dream that you had? And, and the reason I wanted to talk about this day, so for twofold, for everybody watching and listening, one, um, as of next month, Ryan's going to be taking uh, some time off and we're going to be getting together probably once a week. So it's, it, Ryan won't be on the show every day. He's elected to do some other stuff, which is totally cool. And I love what you're going to be doing, Ryan. I think it's, it's awesome. Um, then you look at it and you say, okay, salespeople right now and this is why i wanted to bring this up this week because i have a feeling this week we're going to touch base on it a bit and yeah. it's always better conversation with two of us um you know salespeople this year a lot of them has been through a really hard time right uh been very difficult call a spade a spade depending on what industry you're in you're having a really hard go at it right i'm hearing more and more now about customers delaying payments payments are starting to be but we 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 know all of this is coming into play at the end of a year or a couple of months into what we're facing in the logistics industry these days. Yeah. So stickability for me is that 
right now as we're going into the holidays and it's everyone's looking at their year and they say, man, I didn't hit my goals. Where am I going next year? Is this right for me? Mm-hmm. Should I be doing this? Should I change careers? And I know you've been speaking to quite a few people that are like, I don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in chatting with some of my students, it's like, you know, but how do I do this? How do I do that? It's but but are you like, is this what you want to do? Well, no, I think I got to pivot right now mm-hmm. in order to make, you know, make ends meet. And uh, and I look at it, Ryan, and I think of it from two folds, right? So one, I remember a, a friend of mine during the 2008, 2009 economic issue collapse, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um he stuck to what he knew was the fundamentals of sales. And he stuck through it 2008, 2009, 2010. In 2011, he was the top trailer salesman in his company. Yeah. So to me, three years of that is stickability, right? Doing the same thing over and over and over, knowing that results will come because it's the right process. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but To me, I see a lot of jumping today because of like AI and then this new function and then that new function and then this does this and this does that. And I think we get away from the principles of the foundational elements of sales. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it makes sense. um, But we got to kind of, there's a couple of things I kind of definitely want to touch here. So, yes. Okay. So sorry. Um, when you kind of mentioned like right now for everybody, it's just not salespeople. Everybody's feeling it, right? Consumers yeah. is down. I'm actually really interested to see what the Black Friday numbers look like because there was a bunch of TikToks that I saw where people were, it was like five different people at like Walmart or Best Buy at like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, completely empty. You know, all the shelves were completely, um, completely full. So when you look at that, everybody is going through this hurt right now. Mm-hmm. You're not a social media person to touch on it because I would consider myself somebody who's heavily on social media. Everybody kind of wants to jump from niche to niche way, where yes. like a content creator right now for everybody who's out there. So, you know, like things like, okay, you got to nail your hook or like try these headlines or like have this call to action or like things like, okay, well, what's hot right now? You know, like, let's talk about Israel and Palestine or, you know, yeah. to what is kind of like the in market and the people who've kind of been consistent when you kind of look at them, they're the people who have stayed consistent from the beginning. You know, yes. they talk about the same exact thing. Um, as you're kind of bringing it back to a sales rep from there, you know, I don't blame anybody for wanting to jump or or kind of go from there. At the end of the day, these are people. At the end of the day, like nobody should care what anybody thinks about, right? I think I saw a quote yeah. Mosey by saying, you know, if somebody judges you or like critiques you, they're going to be dead in like thing, and nobody's going to remember them, you know. So then, why why even give that time to them now when you know in like decades nobody's going to really remember them? And I think there's so much power in that. I think right now for logistics specific sales reps, you know, like we said customers are overpaying we we got the news on on friday on black friday itself that mastermind toys which if you're in canada probably the biggest and probably one of the only i would say canadian toy stores around they're closing down well not closing down my apologies they, they applied for credit protection and they got to turn it around in 30 days but call it spade a spade we kind of always know what what is going to go you know unless there's like toys R us buy some or anything like that yeah. you know so consumer spending is completely down people are just not buying customers are not feeling that pull um i think i saw something where the u.s government for brokers, they have to be credit worthy uh, for carriers to work with them in terms of like detention. I think it was they passed that law. I think Dean could talk um, attest to it. So right now, everyone's everything's getting tighter, you know, which which yeah. makes sense. But if you're somebody who's looking at life, and I, I totally believe Dan, you know, you create the life that you want. I am mm-hmm. a big believer right now, at least, you know, 
you cannot, let's say you, you live with somebody, so you got a dual income. I don't think a dual income is good enough these days. You know, if you want to yeah. own a home or things like that, I think, you know, you both kind of have a dual income and then have a side hustle as well and kind of maybe put your passion to side hustle, right? You know, if you want to send clothing or like start a bakery or start, something simple that kind of brings in additional revenue, they're like, oh, this is kind of like discretionary, discretionary spend. But for the logistics rep, you know, I think there's beauty in sticking this out and stick, well, stickability um, and saying this because this is the one industry where I would say it's recession proof. Like I go on the freight broker Reddit, um, on, sorry, the subreddit on Reddit and it's all doom and gloom, but these are American guys who are kind of like cradle to the grave and fighting for the race at the bottom. Dean's here every Wednesday saying that, look, the numbers that we're talking about, this is just a race to the bottom, but the yeah. contracted freight, the good freight, that doesn't hit load boards. You know, so how do you have those conversations? Like I, I can't talk about this because I signed an NDA, but you know, there's a couple of cool shipments that we're going to be doing that, you know, had I not dug in deeper or like try to have those conversations with people that would have been like, Hey, you're a little bit crazy. You know, we wouldn't have had this opportunity to quote and yeah. win on these. So I think with everybody out there, you know, that's stickability. Um, Dan, there, there's a, there's a, I haven't read, I think, wrote the Napoleon Hill book, but I think there is beauty in sticking something out completely, even if it's completely to the end. Um, yep. But you don't want to kind of like, you know, stay with the rats. If they say, you know, when a boat goes overboard, you know, the rats are always the last ones to leave. But I think, you know, when you and I have always discussed about talk, thinking about in decades, you know, for our lives. So right now, short term right now, you're probably thinking, you know, times are tough and things like that. But if I think in 2030 and when I reflect on 2023, I'm going to be like, oh, no, my big break was in 2024, 2025, 2026. Doesn't matter when my big break was, you know, it doesn't seem that bad. And I know it's hard for anybody who's watching out here to be like, okay, yeah, you and Dan can be optimistic. But, you know, both Dan and I, we sell. Like, I can honestly say this. Like, I'm having really good and good for me. This is not a bragging thing. I'm never going to say, you know, when I'm better than whatever. Ever. I'm just saying it is doable, you know, with all the doom and gloom that's kind of going out there, like stick to it, you know, find your niche, find whatever you enjoy doing. And, you know, there's customers everywhere. Mm -hmm. I like I'll, I'll say my I don't like to gatekeep stuff anymore, Dan. I think we're here to help. Uh, we're here to help reps. Yeah. And a part of it, maybe before I would have gatekeeping this. But for me right now, Dan, like I gate, I go on like Indeed. I'll type in, in logistics managers, figure out who's hiring for a new company, call that company, have a conversation with them, not even mention the ad, just genuinely have a conversation with them and see what they're kind of doing. Um, mm -hmm. The second thing that I would do like for leads is just kind of look around, like look at like Q3 numbers, look at Q2 numbers, you know, see what they're talking about. A lot of these conversations for earnings calls are going around supply chain and logistics. Yes. So there's an opportunity for everybody. Then I think that stickability is where we kind of go from, you know, just being a full truckload person. Uh, whether it be cross-border, domestic U.S. or domestic Canada, kind of being a real expert, right? You yes. look at a real estate agent, they don't only sell us like homes. Like, let's say I went to a real estate agent who's my buddy. Everybody has real estate. They're not just going to be like, oh, you need a four-bedroom house when you need a condo. They can talk to a condo. They can talk to like um, a business venture. They can talk to a home. So why don't we do that in logistics? In my past couple of months, Dan, I've been kind of looking at looking at parcel, looking at door-to-door uh, -door stuff, like looking at warehousing. When I got in the industry like six, seven years ago, those things were, oh, you do that? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't help you. Conversation yes. over. So yeah. I think like with that stickability is that fact of, you know, when to quit. Because I know it's a hard conversation because we can't tell you, hey, go six months at this. You're not getting any results. And you've got a mortgage. Your mortgage is coming up. You might got a baby yeah. on the way. You've got priorities yeah. to do. So you got to do what you got to do. But there is a beauty in specifically this industry. And I really learned that during COVID where, you know, this is like everybody was making money. But I was like, 
why this is in Canada, like my wife, my sister, my mom, they were all home getting like, um, like the surf money, which is completely fine. And then there's me like still banging out away because like our industry is our industry. So mm-hmm. just coming back to your point, I think it's, I think it's extremely important to look at where you are and be honest with yourself as well, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> going back to the beginning of that, it's interesting. So I'm constantly looking at numbers, right? Like where, where is the markets and everything? Um, MasterCard just actually reported they were up 2.5% from last year on Black Friday sales. Wow. So people that use MasterCard have purchased 2.5% more just from Black Friday. So it'll be interesting to see what numbers come out. Um, TJX, Ross, and Burlington saw strong sales growth heading into this holiday period. Yeah. Um, so there's, I, I, it sounds like um, things are happening. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see come the end of this week, like with Black Friday, Cyber Monday, really the the big push for holiday spending towards the end of the week this week will be we'll really see what it is. Because people will extend the the savings until the end, right? 100%. Um, you know, so to see two point five percent considering the markets, um, huge. Um, you know, in talking to a a, a student this morning, um he was looking at, and it was interesting because when we were talking, he was saying, you know, Dan, everything seems to be off. And I said, what do you mean? He says like all the numbers I get are off. And I said, where are you getting your numbers? And he said, well, we kind of go by the, the calculations that the systems we use are giving us and realizing that the systems he used. So he's trying to quote spot freight and he's using contracted rates to quote spot freight instead of making phone calls. And so that's kind of where I, because, and one of the big reasons for today's show was the fact that he was so frustrated. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, just nothing seems to work. And and I, I looked at it and I said, okay, well, show me what you're doing. And he showed me and I said, you see, here's the issue is you're comparing apples to oranges. Spot rates are always below contract rates. They're months behind. Yeah they're only starting to change. I said, so by you taking contract rates, you're already adding 30, 40 cents a mile, then your profit to what would be going rates if these people are sending out emails. Yeah. And it it brought me to another conversation, which is a conversation of stickability, which is a conversation of knowledge, which is a conversation of education, where what are you committed to finding out before you give a rate? Right. Mm. And so we started talking about that. And I realized that this idea of stickability just isn't in as a general, I'm going to be a freight salesman point of view. It's in every part of our business where it's like, do you have the stickability factor? Are you going to educate yourself? Are you going to become the best at this, this, this and this in order to either cut prospects off or say, okay, we've got a, a, a way to move forward. Because what this typic, what this individual is saying is that, you know, the sales timelines are lasting like six to seven months. Yeah. And in did he, analyzing it. Out of curiosity, did he go over like, um, like, you know, the type of customers that he's kind of going after? No. Like, did he, he so, so this is the thing is when I started asking, yeah, it was all over the map because there was no stickability in that field. He says, well, I used to do this, but business um, started slowing down. So I went to a new industry and I said, but when you were in this industry, what were kind of the steps that you made sure you knew prior to even giving a rate? He said this, this. I said, well, what are you doing over here? He says, I'm just giving rates. Mm -hmm. So he saw the disconnect, right? Yeah. So it's that, you know, like, don't get me wrong. When I was in corporate, I had kind of three specialties that I focused on. 
but I made sure to have stickability in each one. So I understood what was going on, right? Because mm-hmm. you got to be able to speak intelligently about the markets you're in. Yeah, yeah, you can't just go and talk about anything. And I think exactly. And I, I feel like it, it, that might have. I don't know. I don't know what it's like because, like, I we always kind of come back to this. Like I've said when I first got in the industry, I was transactional, so I'd go from pork yeah. to like kids' toys yeah. to blah 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 and, and things like that. And you know, there was as long as I can move the freight A to B and things like that. And I think you know the reason why you I asked make you a that, profit, it was business. It's business, right? And that's why I asked that question about you know his types of customers because a six to seven month that looks to me like a Fortune five hundred company. Right. It's not like your little mom and pop place. Like for me, I would easily take 10 customers who ship two or three days, sorry, two or three times a week rather than one that has like a schedule. And then, hey, maybe this might get canceled. This might be canceled. Like the bigger the name, I kind of figure it out. And I always look at the onboarding process, Dan, when I'm looking at customers. Right. If the onboarding process is, you know, we talked about rates, we're going to get started. If it's just like one or two people, I love that. It's golden. Right. Because it's going to be that person's empowered. But when it has to go through whenever I hear it has to go through legal, I'm like, shit, Okay, this is going to take a long time. You know, all the red lines and all that stuff. But coming back to it, like for me, I love the three industry. And we always talk about the power of three. I really do believe that. I think right now with during COVID, I had to I had to shift. I literally had to shift because I did show freight. There was literally no freight. So yep. for me, I went into like pet food, um, refrigerated and like baked goods and uh, sorry, and retail. Um, and those three, I, I, it's on me to study, right? Like I Saturday yes. morning, I spent four hours in the morning quietly just reading up on news. And I think that's where we kind of need to get to and yes. talking to people like humans again, because I'm having a lot of I don't know if it's because of the show or me posting a little bit more on LinkedIn, but I'm talking to logistics managers and there's no ever conversation about, hey, what do you move or anything like that? It's just like human to human. Like if it was like me talking to you or me talking to whatever. So I think with everybody who's watching out there, if you're finding you're having trouble right now, just start making content. You know, even as simple as Dan just pulled up that article about MasterCard, like being up by 2.5%. I would literally take that article, make a post and say, look, MasterCard's up. What did you buy for for Black Friday? And start a conversation by that because people want to talk and do business with people who are not asking for the business, but people who are just curious to have conversations with. So I don't know. I think the industry itself might be might need a new not a, a, a hall because there is very extremely successful people in right now doing the things, but they're not the ones who are like coming to you or coming to I saying mm-hmm. like, you know, we're having a, a, a tough time in this market. Every, every top performer I've talked to Dan, they said, yeah, it's a tough market. Things have got tight, but I've, I've added new things. I've asked yep. for more referrals. Mm-hmm. I've kind of tightened up my business a little bit so that, you know, we won't have to be on the streets in a couple months. That's stickability to growth. There we go, my man. You know, and 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 Ryan, you bring up a very, very, very valid point. Um, that's from the Wall Street Journal, just so everybody knows that MasterCard one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take that and send it to every retail customer that I have and say, hey, I just I just read this article. Does it, you know, do you see this in what you guys are doing? Do you yeah. see this in I your Black sale? Friday? Yeah. Whoa, right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And just have that conversation. Because I mean, here's the thing, right? Like we both know. For the most part, I mean, this is not 100% across the board, Ryan, but for the most part, mm-hmm. if your pipeline's empty right now, you're probably not getting new customers till the new year. You, you ha- might have some hot leads that transpire into business because whether it's it's a influx in, in, in freight where they might not have the people to cover it, um, you know, complete transparency with my logistics business has dropped immensely, mm. not from anything we've done. I have, I just happen to be more in a construction industry 
seasonal, yeah. yeah. Raw materials. No, raw materials are literally almost non-existent. Yeah. And everyone I speak to is like, Dan, I freaking wish. Like, we have no idea. Our supplier's out. This supplier's closed their doors. This supplier's out. We don't know where. And I speak to my customer, and they've got hundreds of millions of dollars in sales backed up because they can't deliver the goods. Yeah. And so we're all sitting here and what I'm finding is customers. And this is one thing for, for all you salespeople out there that you've probably found, but what we're finding is customers are trying to keep their incumbents happy so that we're, we're dividing freight up where we used to have 15, 20 loads a week. Now we're getting three to four loads a week, but they're trying to keep all of theirs and their incumbents happy because they know it's a slow season, but they're also very aware things will turn at the drop of a dime like they do in logistics. Like you look at COVID, 100 trucks to every or 100 loads to every one truck. And all of a sudden, it feels like in a week, things flipped. Yeah. Like it literally feels like, and I know it's been longer now, but it feels like last week we were fighting and paying three times the amount of money to try and compete on getting a truck supply and demand, right? And they know it's going to flip. So yeah. this is what, so on the flip side, you got one side of it where, it's like, thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Customer. And we really appreciate that because this is long-term development. And then you got the flip side where salespeople are calling saying, can I get involved? And they're going, well, I just don't have the business to keep my incumbents happy. Never mind bringing somebody new in. So yeah. I do think this part of our industry, Ryan, like most industries, I think it's a cleansing, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I, we go through it pretty much every decade. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you know, you can see it all in almost every decade. Cleansing, but I think what I like to look at this, I look at this, I'm a big sports guy, as everybody kind of knows. I look at this kind of like the off season, you know, this time. So this is the off season the when you like, know, the champion, like the championship has been done and you got free agents, you got draft, you know, you got coaches moving, you got every, all the moving parts of an off season, the two to three months. And that's why I'm personally kind of like taking like a little bit time, time off to myself, just because I'm like, for me, I, I understand that there's not going to be any new customers that I'm going to be lining up. And that's not really my intention because like, I like to kind of move slow and then move fast uh, mm-hmm. with my customers. I don't like to be like, okay, I got this hot load. I got to move this now. And then, Hey, what are you moving? What are you moving? What are you moving? But you know, for for everybody who's out there, I really look at this off season because I see that a lot of people are going to be moving from position to like company to company, which is cool. Good for you, you know, secure the bag. But when you look at it too, Dan, they're not really going to go into like new niches or anything like that. Like let's say 30 or 40% of their customers come over with them. They're going to look at like referrals or hot leads that they've worked on um, at the previous place. So realistically, yeah, as they should. Right. So realistically, they're not going after brand new markets, starting over brand new, right. They might, they might add some brand new contacts and stuff like that and start working, but selling is selling at the end of the day. And I think with everybody who's out there, especially like coming up to this month, like I, like I said, what is this? This is really the end of November, you know, 27th already. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Right, um, yeah. And, you know, December is not going to be, you know, everyone's coming back from Turkey Day in the States. Um, and, and this is not an excuse because this is separation season as well. Because the, those people who actually follow up, those people who actually do work, even I've known some people who actually make calls up until the 24th, take the 25th yeah. off and start making calls again on the 26th. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no rules to this. Um, you're going to get probably get like for me personally, I, I would still send out my touches and still figure out. But if you're not getting the replies or all of that, this is the time to learn, right? If this is the off season, yeah. you know, start working on yourself, start conditioning yourself so that, you know, not even 2024 is going to be a beast. You're going to be like, you know what, 2025, I don't have to put in as much work. 2026, I don't have to put in much work uh, for, for your future, essentially. You know, I love that you <clears throat> brought that up like an off season. 
because you're so true. Like you, you think of just like football players, for example, right? They enjoy the off season, but they stay in shape. They have to stay in shape yeah. for, you know, training season. Right. And I think that's a great analogy is off season. What are you going to do to level up your skill? You know, you know, you kind of saw it during COVID, right? A lot of people shifted skills during COVID and started leveling up on skills. A lot of people learned how to knit where they never, and, and I'm just talking like general skills. Like some people yeah. decided, okay, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to learn how to write. So other people decided they're going to learn how to do video editing or photo editing, or, you know, just decided to kind of build that back end of knowledge. Um, and I think that's critical. And I, I love the way you put it where it's like, you know, off season in a sports team, because what is done during off season, the goal is still there. The mission to win the championship is still there for the next season. It's like a reset, yeah. right? So it's a reset with the team. It's a reset with your individual perspective. It's a, everything's a reset and saying, okay, this season's over next season. What are we going to do? How are we going to show up as a team? And maybe this is the conversation between you and your ops team, you and your manager, you and your colleagues is now is when you create that stickability factor to kind of hold each other accountable for the next 12 months. Because you're right, Ryan, 12 to 24 months in this industry of unvoted dedicate, uh, unwavering dedication, unwavering stickability, and a commitment to doing everything you, everything you can possibly do, not have to do, you can possibly do towards your future for one year or two years will change your next five years to a point where you never even knew possible. I guarantee that just as sure as it's going to get dark tonight. And, you know, this is the big thing that I see. And maybe this is a conversation that will continue throughout the week, because I think in, 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 you know, bringing you um, to a point of liftoff from the show, you know, what are the, and, and let's do this tomorrow. What are the strategies and things that you do say to yourself to keep you going every day? And I think we'll address that tomorrow because I think this is a really good time of year for all of us to sit back and go, okay, what am I really doing for my future? Yeah. What am I really doing to serve the people I want to serve? What are we really doing? Like, let's take the bullshit out of the equation and get down to straight facts. So I think that'd be a great show for tomorrow. Um, we'll both come with kind of our strategies as to how we stay productive and what we do. Um, and that not even in troubling markets, because I'd like to stay away from that, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd rather just say, you know, like, what is it that makes... Leave the Ryan troubling markets so for Wednesdays. Yeah, leave the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. But um, I'm interested to see um, this Wednesday with Dean as to what the... Because by Wednesday, all the... Cyber Monday and, and all that will be out as well, right? So it'd be interesting to see how the retail section comes back. All right, brother. We'll see everybody if tomorrow. If it comes back. Ooh, if. If. <laughs>